Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tara Burnett Mindset Podcast, where we chat all things manifestation, mindset, dream body, and just creating your dream life. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about this episode. Today, I just want to talk to you guys about how I'm preparing for a home water birth. I put the question out on Instagram because I know this isn't my usual content and um, 75% of you guys were into this topic and really it applies to all things, just mindset, manifestation. So I just want to talk about my experience kind of so far in preparing and what I'm doing and hopefully give you guys some tips and tricks. And um, before I dive into this episode, obviously, I have not given birth yet. So <laughs> um, who knows how it's all going to go. <laughs> um, I could end up with a cesarean, epidural, hospital birth, there could be complications. Like, I'm really hopeful for a home water birth. But I'm also preparing for all options and making sure I stay in my power around whatever comes up throughout labor. And that was a really good piece of advice that somebody gave me early in my pregnancy was like, obviously, like we can hope for like the most ideal natural birth, but, but don't like ignore all the other options because then if something happens and you have to go to the hospital or there's an emergency, you just want to make sure that you can still remain calm and still have an empowered birth regardless of what comes up. So I mean, we spoke with our doula on the weekend around like cesareans and that sort of thing. And I really hope to avoid that, obviously. Um, Not that there's like anything wrong with that or like, also, this is not to knock any birthing process, by the way, like birth is birth, no matter how the baby comes out, it's all perfect and magical. Um, I just like have like hopes for the ideal. The main reason I don't want to have a cesarean is just because I really um, want to be able to stay home and be able to have a water birth. So anyway, there's no judgment here on anything that you choose to like do with your birth or throughout pregnancy. Um, These are just like my hopes and kind of the things that I've been learning about. Um, But I have... I'm totally open to whatever needs to happen um, during my birth. So I'll obviously do a podcast episode after and share with you guys kind of what was effective for me, um, what the whole experience was like. So when I first started diving into birth, I actually didn't think you were like allowed to have a home birth for your first one. Um, And since then, I've learned like so much around birth, and I'm so excited to be planning a home birth. So there's so many misconceptions around home birth for a healthy individual. Um, And one being that it isn't safe, which couldn't be farther from the truth. So there's tons and tons and tons of studies, but for healthy, low risk women, which is currently the category that I'm in, um, home birth is just as safe as a hospital birth. And actually women who deliver at home are much less likely to experience interventions in their labor, such as like induction, epidural, episiotomy, vacuum, or forceps birth. And they're also less likely to have a cesarean. And the other thing is that like, even if you are planning a home birth, that doesn't mean you can't go to the hospital. So um, if I cannot take it and I need an epidural, like there's nothing stopping me. The hospital knows that I'm going to be giving birth in that time frame. There's nothing stopping me from going to the hospital. Um, obviously, you run the risk of 
um, it being quote unquote too late, which is like is a bit of a myth of from what I've heard. But um, I would much prefer to experience all the sensations of labor and stay home than go to the hospital and have an epidural. So that's where I'm coming from at this point. I didn't feel that way when I first got pregnant. I was really scared, but I've learned so much that I want to share with you guys around birth and like how it can be. And I'm really excited to like kind of see how it all goes. So um, the more I've learned from like books and courses, the more like firm and excited I am on my choice to deliver at home. And I was actually surprised at how many people thought that was that was like brave or weird. I'm like, I think it's brave to go to the hospital where there's like so many more opinions and people and interventions. So I just feel like more in control when I'm at home. Um, and the biggest thing I've learned about birth um, contrary to how it's usually portrayed in the media, is that it doesn't need to be a painful experience. Hard work, yes, but painful, no. So I've taken a hypnobirthing course from the Positive Birth Company, which has been such a game changer for my mindset. And I'll link it in the show notes. It was very inexpensive, very in-depth. And one of the biggest things that I learned that kind of changed everything on how I'm viewing birth is like the biochemistry of birth. So when we go into labor, the two main hormones and neurotransmitters that are released are oxytocin, which is like the love, relaxation, happy hormone, happy hormone, and endorphins. And the fact that these are the two main chemicals released in your body during labor, and the fact that they are completely tied to like pleasure, well-being, reducing pain and discomfort, really changed how I see birth. And I really loved this analogy from the Positive Birth Company course. She described labor as like really hard work, but not meant to be painful. So like running a marathon, it's hard and it's uncomfortable, and but it's also filled with like endorphins and powerful feelings. But birth is not meant to feel painful in the way that like running a marathon on an injury would feel. So there's like running a marathon where it's like hard work, but you're prepared. It's uncomfortable. There's like it's discomfort, but like painful. It's like injury. And when things are like not working the way that they're supposed to. So this distinction really resonated with me because I have run a marathon. And as an athlete and a trainer, I understand the difference between good pain and bad pain. And I think before, I was viewing birth as this like unnatural experience with like a lot of bad pain that my body couldn't handle. Um, and as they go further into like the chemistry of labor, they describe that what can lead to that harsher pain feeling. And it's really kind of all clicked for me. And I'm going to um, link like the resources that I've used, but definitely the Positive Birth Company Hypnobirthing Digital Course. And then Ina May's Guide to Childbirth has just been like so enlightening as well as Mindful Hypnobirthing by Sophie Fletcher. And um, the Convirth Method are kind of my top books that I've been diving into. So a really like bare bones description of how an ideal labor might go. You would stay in like a calm, relaxed state with lots of oxytocin and endorphins flowing. We just, we want all the oxytocin during labor. And this allows like your cervix to open up, um, contractions. And in the hypnobirthing world, they call them surges or waves. So like language is very important. Um, to be really productive, the baby will be moving down, labor will progress at a good rate, you'll still be working hard, but you're not going to be in extreme pain. And I'm going to chat more about like positions that aid in labor and, re and more reasons why I kind of want to avoid going to the hospital, but we'll get there. So let's say 
you aren't staying calm. And like, this is what hypnobirthing is all about. Like I thought it was about like going into hypnosis, but really it's about like really maintaining a calm mindset, a calm environment, a calm body. Um, so let's say you aren't staying calm. You can't seem to relax. You feel very tense. And then you start releasing adrenaline. And adrenaline is the enemy of labor. <laughs> you cannot release oxytocin and adrenaline at the same time. So if you start releasing adrenaline, your cervix won't be opening up. Your contractions are going to feel a lot more painful and exhausting, and your baby won't be moving down. So your labor will be prolonged. It's going to be more painful if you start releasing adrenaline. And this is like where interventions might start happening, like synthetic oxytocin, which doesn't actually give you the feel good pain relieving benefit of natural oxytocin, it just speeds up your labor. So then you probably do need an epidural because you don't have the pain relieving oxytocin, but your labor is being sped up. So you're getting less of a break, you're feeling more painful contractions, because you're releasing adrenaline, all of these things. Um, and that's where like more and more interventions, there's like this cascade effect of interventions that can happen. So the best way to avoid the pain and the interventions is relaxation and that's what hypnobirthing is all about so it's like using affirmations and mindset work releasing the tension in your body really just preparing for a calm birth with specific breathing techniques um and since it's all about being calm this is one of the biggest reasons why I want to have a home birth like I'm such a huge homebody and I actually get like anxiety when I'm kind of out of the house so pairing that with being at a hospital you're under harsh lighting lots of people and strangers people intervening and watching me monitoring me restricting my movement it makes me like want to crawl out of my skin so I even like it seems like it feels ideal to me to even like kick everybody out for the majority of my labor so I can just have my headphones in and I can just be in like a meditative state and be as calm zone where like nothing can disturb me. And it's interesting to note that like our bodies know how to give birth intrinsically. It's our brains and our minds that really get in the way and disrupt the natural process. In fact, there's some really interesting stories in Ina May's Guide to Childbirth where people literally gave birth while they were sleeping and woke up to a baby. Like that is a possibility. Um, there's also like orgasmic births, which... Um, uh, yeah, it's all very interesting. So it's our brains and minds that get in the way and disrupt the natural process. So we can start comparing our dilation. We start feeling defeated. We're wondering if we're doing it right. We start questioning ourselves and go down this like self-sabotaging cycle. So we can learn a lot from how mammals give birth. They they get away somewhere safe. They typically wait until evening when it's dark and they can be undetected. And disturbing them is like the worst thing that you can do. So Hi, Henry. So my biggest intention for labor and birth is creating just a really calm, dark, quiet environment where I won't be disturbed. I can just let my body knows, let my body do what it knows exactly what to do. And also like a quick note on positions, like the worst place you can be during labor from what I've been learning is lying down on your back because <laughs> you need to have gravity on your side. So the best thing is to be in an upright forward position. They say UFO to remember that. Um, and the more you can move around in like an uninhibited way stand or stay in that upright forward position the easier 
or faster <laughs> your labor will be. So I'm setting up my TRX so I can use the straps to like stand, lean, squat, and feel really secure. We practice positions with Trev. I've got like a birthing ball. Well, it's a workout ball, a birthing ball now. Um, and just really trying to stay in that upright position. I'm doing lots of squats in my workouts. I'm really strengthening my legs, like knowing that I don't really want to be laying down. And it's interesting that like when we go to a hospital, it can be common practice to like put on monitoring equipment, which can create more stress and adrenaline and fear, like hearing the beeping and all of that, um, which can slow down labor, obviously, and make it more painful. And when we have that on, from what I've read, you're supposed to be laying on your backs in bed. So these are like the two worst things you can do during labor that will slow it down and make it more painful, therefore increasing your chances of intervention. Um, and also, from what I understand, like once you check into the hospital, it's kind of like this 24-hour clock. Like if you're not in active labor in the next 24 hours, there might be more interventions unless you really like advocate for yourself. And if you've been in labor for that long, you're going to be exhausted. It's going to be actually really hard to advocate for yourself. So it's also puts on a lot of pressure on the mother and you can't really get your body to relax in that state. So I'm just like very motivated to stay home in my safe place. Um, but if I do end up going to the hospital, we've um, gone there already and checked out the labor and delivery ward. And they're not doing tours right now because of COVID, but um, we know where to go. We know what the room looks like. I can see like the whole vision. Um, and I just, I have a whole like birth preferences template written out that will like state my preferences for a really dimly lit room like intermittent monitoring not constant monitoring being able to stand and walk and eat because they typically apparently I don't know if this is still true don't really let you eat in case you need to go under anesthesia um and you need some food to keep your strength up during labor um so and be in productive positions that sort of thing so there's also lots of things I've been doing to prepare for a home birth, which is what I'm going to dive into. So the number one thing that we did was, well, first we hired midwives, which I'm going to talk about, but also hired a doula. So doula is, they're not like delivering the baby, but they are there for like mental, emotional, physical support. Um, and she's also a prenatal educator. So um, our doula, Sarah McCabe, is also a prenatal educator so we've been able to really like build a relationship with her because she's been giving us like our classes in our home with just me and Trav it's just the three of us so I feel really like comfortable and safe with her we spent like many hours together just the three of us chatting about birth parenting labor all of our options so she's so amazing I can email her message her anytime we have any questions and so she's like a really safe support person on my like birth team and doula assisted mothers are four times less likely to have low birth weight baby, two times less likely to experience a birth complication and significantly more likely to initiate breastfeeding. So she's available to really help me with breastfeeding. She can, what is going on here? There's an animal all caught up in my blanket. Um, and also she's going to like spend the night on the first night and like watch the baby overnight so we can sleep and like really get our rest which I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to sleep but we'll see <laughs> um so 
you're also, when, when you hire a doula, you're 28% less likely to have a cesarean. You're 31% less likely to use synthetic oxytocin to speed up labor. You're 9% less likely to use any pain medication and 34% less likely to rate your childbirth experience negatively. So just like having her as a help and she, she's, she's just like available as an extra set of hands, like making sure Trevor and just like a calming presence. Like she's been to many births. She knows what's going on. Like instead of just like me and Trev kind of figuring it out and be like, when do we call the midwife? Like we have Sarah as soon as we want her. Um, actually I feel like it's so funny because she said on our last class on the weekend, she was like the thing I'm, cause I was talking to her about all the stuff that I'm doing and she was like, the thing I'm most concerned about with you is that you're going to be so calm and like zen that you won't even call me and I'm going to end up missing the birth, uh, which made me feel really a lot more confident. So that's good. But yeah, that's one thing I've done to prepare for home birth is hired a doula, which I'm so happy that we did that. Um, and I will link Sarah's Instagram down below. Um, she is amazing and I highly recommend her. And then number two is also working with midwives. So Midwives obviously specialize in normal pregnancy and birth. It's very individualized and focused on like minimizing intervention unless it's necessary. Um, having a midwife is associated with fewer episiotomies, instrumental deliveries, fewer epidurals, fewer cesareans. And something that I found super interesting was the difference in, in philosophies and how doctors versus midwives are trained. So doctors are trained to see birth as like a medical event, most likely requiring intervention. And midwives are trained to see birth as like a natural holistic process, which really changes like how you go into birth, obviously, and how you're treated. Like, um, and what interventions may or may not end up happening. So that is another thing obviously we have a mid two mid-eyes will be present at the birth so I just I feel like I'm in such good hands I have three people there well and Trav four people here at home supporting me through it I have everything I need at home um and yeah and then I number three is I'm practicing every single day at my hypnobirthing technique so I listen to the affirmations or the guided meditations or hypnosis at least once a day, usually more. I fall asleep every night to the affirmations. I practice the breathing um, like multiple times a day. I routinely kind of check in with my body and see where I can relax more, especially um, connecting with like my pelvic floor muscles and practicing releasing them, interestingly enough. So I'm relaxing them. Um, I'm doing perennial massage to hopefully avoid any tearing. Um I'm watching like positive birth videos pretty much every day to see like how pain-free and wonderful birth can be. Like YouTube is such a great resource for that. I'm reading lots of positive birth stories to fill my mind with these examples. And I'm reading books and listening to the videos on the hypnobirthing course. So just really like changing my mindset around birth and that it gets to be amazing, like really strengthening evidence, looking for evidence. Like these are all manifestation techniques of like, what do you want to believe? I want to believe that birth can feel really powerful, really empowering. Um, I want to believe that it can feel, it doesn't need to feel painful. <laughs> like it can feel, I don't know if good is the right word. Like, I mean, obviously people have orgasmic births. I just don't think my mindset is there yet, but um, maybe I could get it there by the time it, it comes. But um, I believe, I'm really starting to believe that birth can really feel like a like powerful strong experience like running a marathon that sort of thing um 
So number four is that I'm also creating a vision board, obviously, that I can look at during birth and really like preparing my environment. So I'm printing out a bunch of affirmations that resonate with me the most that I can have on the wall to look at and remind myself about as well as like positive photos of water births and just births in general that make me like feel really happy. Um, I'm getting a diffuser and clary sage oil, which has shown to be like a really great essential oil during labor and allows mothers to release more oxytocin, which obviously we want all the oxytocin we can. So I'm going to be sniffing that clary sage oil all the time. Um, I watched a really amazing birth on YouTube where it literally, she made it look so easy. It was incredible. And she was sniffing clary sage oil. Um, and I've prepared like a birth playlist. that's filled with lots of calming music and um, hypnosis recordings that I listen to daily and the affirmations. Um, I'm getting like candles and twinkle lights. I can really keep it dim and dark. I'm buying blackout curtains for the living room in case I'm in labor um, during the day. I mean, it's pretty much dark all the time. It feels like these days. But um, and I've also rented a birthing pool, obviously, and just making sure home feels really like safe and calming. Um, we I really want Henry there, um, our dog. Um, in, but in case he isn't, we have a backup plan for somebody to come grab him if he gets stressed. But I think he's honestly going to be a great like I've been really looking up ways to like up your oxytocin and um, even just looking at your pets can release oxytocin. So having my pets there with me actually makes me feel so much more secure. Um, and there's like so many ways to up your oxytocin levels. So I am using all of them that I can. Um, I've also hired my hypnotherapist, Lindsay, who's been on the podcast before. She's doing a custom hypnosis for me around like all my affirmations and my ideals for birth because she just like knocks me into like a hypnotic state every time. So I'm going to be using that a lot and practicing that all the way leading up to my birth. And I'm also taking visualization very seriously. So I know the power of visualization, like everything, every like big event that I've ever done in my life, like I've used visualization and it always 100% works. So I'm kind of doing it Neville style where you really picture the outcome and the end result. So I'm picturing like every aspect of the final moments of labor, like bringing Jaden up to my my chest having Trevor there like looking into his eyes like it makes me so emotional I like cry when I visualize this and just feeling so amazing and proud of myself I picture like getting out of the pool putting on my comfy pajamas like getting cozy in bed with Trev and just all the emotions and the incredible feelings that come up when I think about meeting Jaden and I also like bring up the feelings of feeling super proud of myself um and like celebratory and like having a mimosa or something you know like all of these things signifying that like I stayed home I had a powerful birth as well as hearing my midwife say like wow not even a single little bit of a tear which is like my dream um and so at this point it's just as much like repetition as possible so I feel confident and ready going into birth making sure that I'm really addressing any parts of me that are worried or hesitant like I definitely have um, like anxiety around going to the hospital, having a cesarean, that sort of thing, but really um, soothing that by having like my preferences, like I want to have a gentle cesarean, which is like a little bit different um, and having those written out, printed out, ready to give to doctors, midwives, my doula, everything. So everybody knows. So when I'm in the middle of labor, I don't need to be discussing anything with anyone like that's up to that's Trevor's job. Um, 
to really make sure that like I'm being advocated for no matter where we are. So I feel like slightly better about the possibility of a cesarean because I've really like outlined those preferences. Um, and yeah, just knowing, like going into it, knowing that like we, nobody can force anything on us without our consent. So really making sure I have informed consent, a really great um, acronym that I learned in the hypnobirthing course is called using your brain, B-R-A-I-N, obviously, um, which is just like when anything comes to you, it's like, what are the benefits? What are the risks? Um, what are the alternatives? What is my instinct saying? And what if we do nothing? And I've, that's like so helpful. All of it's come in handy so many times already when there's been things that have come up um, for me to like build ask those questions. Cause before I'd typically be like, Oh, okay. Like someone in authority knows, but I'm really learning to like question everything, especially reading, um, the Ename's guide to childbirth, like some of the things they do like in a hospital, um, with, in terms of like induction and monitoring and all these things that are really not conducive to labor and can increase all these chances of interventions. Like I'm really questioning those. So, um, just, I'm just learning to really like advocate for myself more and my body and how I want my birth to go. And, and really like staying in my power around that, which I think is so helpful to have like a doula um, who can also like kind of help advocate for you and um, midwives and that sort of thing. So that is how I am preparing for my home water birth. I'm nine weeks away, 31 weeks today. So we'll see um, when he decides to come and I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing up until the time it comes. And I can't wait to share with you guys um, my birth story and how it all goes down. And um, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful for anyone who's um, maybe newly pregnant or going into going into pregnancy or going into birth. And I would love to hear um, like what you thought about this episode. If you learned anything, um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. And um, keep you guys posted on the other side.